Creating your own reality. Is it possible for me? I am Jennifer Cahill, the Consciousness Architect, and I am here to tell you that it's not only possible, it's closer than you might think. Welcome to the show. Today, I am very excited to have with us an incredible guest who came highly referred to me for her new book called The Intention of Being. Today, we're going to be exploring with Helma Lieberwith what that means. And before we do, though, I want to read you a little bit from her bio so that way you have a greater sense of who Helma is and what her intention of being is. For Helma, it is crucial that everyone is themselves and that from there they contribute to the greater work, the greater whole that we form together. Her role in this existed for decades through her work as a trainer and as a coach for various organizations. She also trained many other trainers and worked to train and train them to work the way that she did. She was increasingly frustrated that there was little sustainable return in energy, time, and money from the investments in personal development. Her decision to have a sustainable solution for this was the result of years of research and development for her vision of people on personal growth called the intention of being and the quanting guidance methodology. She has made her vision the meticulous methodology transferable for coaches, which is offered to them through the organization Lycentrics. Within the Academy of Lycentrics, Helma fulfills the role of master trainer. By now, she has trained some 50 quanners who together have allowed more than 10,000 people to experience the rapid and lasting results of guidance with quanning. And in doing so, they have also made them experience the intention of being vision. Helma, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm yes. really uh, thankful for that. Thank you. Yeah, it was such a pleasure to read your book. It's a quick and easy read, and it has lots of great little synopses and stories. Again, the name of the book is The Intention of Being. And I loved how you took a different perspective on personal development as somebody myself who has been a devotee of personal development and all things spiritual for over 20 years. I found it very helpful because you hit the nail on the head. Many of us have these moments of transformation, yet they're not sustainable. So perhaps for those who haven't yet read uh, read the book, you could share with us a little bit about how the intention of being came into being itself. Yeah, well, thank you for asking. As you have read, I've trained and coached so many people over the years and um, the sustainable results were lacking. So I started to investigate and research how can I be helpful for them and really offer value with sustainable results. And in that search, I also, well, I'm a shaman, so I look at people at a different level. So I knew that everything has an intention. So people also have an intention and your intention relates to what you contribute uniquely to yourself and to others. So um, doing my research, I thought it is not that we are here purposeless. There, There is a purpose why we are here and it goes beyond having a purpose. 
because we are intended to uh, contribute from ourselves to ourselves and to others. That's what we come to bring here in the world. Does that make sense? So in yes. every little particle we consist of, we have an intention and intentions, um, they cluster and that makes that a people exist, that a person exists and that we are able to contribute from our intention of being to ourselves and to others. Mm. Yes, I very much resonate about that. I loved how you began earlier in the book with examples of quantum physicists and pioneers like Einstein and others in the field, and Haim, I believe it was, yeah. who put forth these different theories of the purpose of being human. That's what most of us come down here for, right? Why are we here? How did Jennifer turn into Jennifer, Helma yeah. turn into Helma, and whomever you are turn into who you are? Yeah. And what I really found astounding in the book, Helma, and resonated a lot for me as I reflected on my own journey is where you say that in the first 10 years, you know, it's not just about the first 10 years, it's that the moment that we come into being, everything is guiding us to our purpose and that even as children, we begin playing out our purpose when we're six years or seven years old, the way we play with dolls or Legos is thereby going to show us how we're going to fulfill our purpose later in life. So can exactly. you talk to us a little bit more about that? I would love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, well, we are born in an environment where we are, where we, where we see, hear, and experience things that uh, prepare us to be ourselves to the fullest later in life. And a child, when you look at playing of a child, you can see what they will do when they are grown up. Uh, for me, for example, I always played with my dolls. I love to play school. And I didn't have one doll, uh, one kind of doll, but I had a large doll. I had a baby doll uh, looking like a boy. Um, I had a Barbie. I had a white Barbie and a dog Barbie. I had a bear and I had a rabbit and they all were at the same table and I gave them their own personal lesson so they could progress on their own level. And that's more or less the same as I'm doing right now when I train the corners to guide with, the, with, with corning. They all get their lessons in their own way. Um, that, that's nice, of course, that, that you can see how a child plays and you can refer to that, what they have to do when they grow up. But the other things that we see and hear and experience in life that wants to want to show us where we have to contribute and to which unique group we have to contribute, that what we contribute to the world, our intention of being, that's maybe even more interesting and when I take myself as an example, I um, had a mom, she passed away, um, and she would drive all over the town to um, do her, her groceries for the best price she can get. And um, she was really looking for quality at a good price. And that example helped me when I wanted to uh, to, to have coaching and other results uh, and, and deliver that what um, is worth the price people pay for. It's, um, so that's, that's another example of a life lesson. Another life lesson is that I was born as a fifth 
in a family of five children. Uh, there was a gap between me and my oldest sister of nine years. And they, my, my other siblings, they had done everything. And my mother saw everything with them. And then I came. And what new could I bring to that family? Because everything was already experienced by the four that came before me. And that was a life lesson for me to make, to make, well, to make it possible that you uh, have to bring something new to add value to something or that it is okay to innovate mm -hmm. and um, be yourself uh, and, and contribute something new to that group of people. And that helped, of course, with finding new ways to improve things and innovate things. Uh, so there are a, a few examples of how you can look at your first 10 years. Um, and, and of course, what you've read in the book, in your first 10 years, you see, hear, and experience things for the first time. And they, uh, you keep on experiencing them even more impactfuler uh, up till the moment that you really understand what that has to say about your intention of being and fulfill that. And things change within you. So it, you're, you're not uh, doing a trick, but it comes from the heart. Mm, yeah, I, I totally resonated with that as I reflected on my life as I read the book. I remembered that I used to play with my best friend Birka, actually, and we would take an old-fashioned tape recorder and we'd hit record and pretend that we were hosting a show, right? Yeah. It cracks me up that here I am years later doing this. Or oh, even now, I'm in the energy field. I co-founded a company called om-heels.com. And I just remembered, I had never remembered this before, Helma, until I was reading your book. Oh, and okay. I remembered that my friends and I would do fake energy work on each other when I was eight really? years old. And I, again, it's just so amazing. And I know we talk about synchronicities in the book, though I want to pause, Helma, because I know I, I like to imagine the burning questions that our viewers may have on their minds. Yeah. Talk to us about what is quantum before we continue this conversation, yeah. what is quanning? <laughs> okay, quanning, um, you could say it is in the line of coaching and consulting because it helps people to achieve their goal. But it is totally different in the way we work um, because it is very structured. It is a, a successful proven procedure. Quanners follow in the tiniest details. Um, they have to follow it. And we use technology, which is based on the principles of quantum mechanics, to tap in in one's personal information field, where everything is stored about who we are and what we experienced. And there, the, um, the algorithm makes analysis to find out around which theme we, got, we, we have stored information, which makes our life like it is even if it includes our life lessons that want to show us where we have to fulfill ourselves even more. And um, once that is on the screen within seconds, so it's objectively um, analyzed. It's not that a coach um, um, listens to your story and finds out what is going on, but the algorithm finds out uh, around which theme information is stored in your personal information field, you get um, the, the corner helps you to make sure that you understand why that came up in your life and which use it has 
for you to fulfill your intention of being. And there is a module in the technology that helps change that information in you. So immediately you have another result and in line with whom you are supposed to be. So it's kind of magic. And at the same time, it's really down to earth with working with an algorithm and making sure that everything lines up within you. So you don't do any tricks. You don't have to um, learn any skills, but you're lined up with yourself. You're in sync with yourself right away. And uh, you'll get that result in life too, where you feel that it flows, that you can't stop talking about what your heart is filled with. Um, apparent coincidences come your way, so you can do that what you love most to do and be of value for other people that you really can contribute from your intention of being. And that's in a program of a max of seven weeks, seven sessions, um, uh, live and by phone. And um, sometimes people are already ready, they achieve their goal, and we can measure that, Well, we can do analysis with the technology to find out what the gap is still uh, achieving the goal or that they are already lined up with their goal. Um, so sometimes the program lasts three sessions and sometimes five and a max of seven. So it's very um, effective, I would say. And it doesn't ask very much from the Kwani, as we call, you could say, Kochi. Uh, but I'd like to, to use different uh, words for what we do because it is a different discipline in the same line of achieving goals. Mm. Beautiful. And so is this algorithm, does it ask questions or how does the technology work? No, it doesn't have questions. Um, it works as a standalone, uh, it is installed on a standalone uh, laptop. And before I can make an analysis, I have to make a profile of the person we work with. And for that profile, we need um, your, your birth name, the date of birth and the place of birth, but also a recent picture of your well past photo. Mm -hmm. And that we put into the communicator, as we call it. And what the communicator, the technology in the communicator does is that all that information, and it works like quantum, quantum entanglement, oh, because amazing. the picture is used uh, with the photons. From the photons, we um, make an upload of the information of one's personal information field. And that information is used by the algorithm to make the analysis. So there is a large database in the, in the laptop, in the communicator. And once we have the profile, we define which goal uh, the, the Kwani wants to achieve. And then I make a selection in the database to have the algorithm do the analysis. And then within seconds, the theme pops up and then we ask two questions. What is the literal translation for you of this word, of this theme? And the second question is, what have you seen, heard, and experienced in the first 10 years of your life? Mm -hmm. Because then we can make sure that, that the Kwani understands why that theme pops up in its life and how it is related to what you have to bring from your intention of being uh, to, to the people you are here for. 
I love it. I have to say, Helma, where do people, I know we're not to the end of the show yet, but I just want to know because burning minds and curious minds want to know, where do they go to sign up? How do they do it? How much does it cost? I know people, I know I'm curious <laughs> for one. <laughs> I think the easiest way is to contact me on uh, helmaliberet.info because we have corners who execute corning. So I can do the matching with the corners. And um, of course, there's a lifetime guarantee and the corners are happy to inform people further about costs and what the prerequisites are to do a Quoning RG program because there are, uh, as we deliver lifetime guarantee on the end results, so there are a few prerequisites that we have to check before we can do a program with a person. For instance, uh, no other guidance is allowed during the program because otherwise it interferes with changing the information in one's personal information field. Uh, so we're very happy to help people with corning and maybe they can, uh, they can connect with me so I can bring them in touch with one of the certified corners. Uh, on that note, if you could talk a little bit more about the personal information field. I know we've alluded to that throughout the interview. Talk to us about what is the personal information field and how does that interact with our intention of being and our ability to quant? Yeah, of course, we are all part of the all-encompassing world. And in that all-encompassing world, uh, quantum physicists say that there is everything in the tiniest particles. And when particles of the same intention cluster, then something can manifest in our daily life. For instance, a human being. And when a human being is, um, I would say composed, but is about to be born or maybe before that, um, you consist of all kinds of particles with the same intention. That is your intention of being, what you have to bring to this world. And when you are, have uh, when you're born you're here to contribute your intention of being so you have a personal information field which contains information about who you are supposed to be your intention of being the desire we all have built in to want to fully want to be yourself to be completely yourself that is continuously continu continuously um um, um uh, well in firing up to let us be ourselves. Um, we have a body that helps us to fully execute our intention of being. We have talents we use to, to manifest our intention being, and we manifest that right away. We use our talents right away. You don't have to learn anything for that. And all the experiences and the things we see and hear in our first 10 years for the first time that are important to experience and to hear and to see to later on in life fully fulfill our intention of being, that all is stored in our personal information field. And all that information makes that we think what we think and that we do what we do and that we get our results in daily life. And the Heim theory, you already mentioned Burkhard Heim, one of the scientists of the um, last century, um, he has a, has a model that I like to use to explain how personal information fields relates to the global information field, but also to our thoughts and our daily life. He, um, um, his Heim theory consists of 12 dimensions. And those 12 dimensions, the seven and eight dimensions is the field where our uh, personal information field is. 
five and six is the field where the dimensions are the dimensions where our thoughts are. And so you come down to the daily life, which are the last three or the first three dimensions. Uh, yeah, I loved the way that was explained as well. I, I study Kabbalah personally, and I know they talk about the, you know, the ten sifrot, and there's technically the twelve tribes. Yeah. So there is a lot of energy around that from many different disciplines, including Ham Siri. And so, talk to us. I, I know one of the other things that you bring up in the book often is that life is always serving us. So if we keep encountering that same person or that same frustrating situation over and over what's really happening is that something in the field is wanting to be birthed and acknowledged that that is part of our intention of being and it's trying to kind of give us a little alert like an alarm saying hey this is important you got to pay attention to this how do we shift our perspective around that because in the moment you know from the age of 6 10 30 50 60 we get frustrated as human beings. And the last thing we want to do is open up the gift that that person or situation is. We often get frustrated and want to push it away. So how do we shift that context? Yeah, well, the most people look at these kinds of situations that you have to get, what you, you have to cope with it, you have to deal with it, or you have to get rid of it. You have to have other strategies to work with it. Um, and then you, you, you just throw away the gifts um, that that the, well not the universe but you you want to give to yourself because the universe the people around you they resonate on based on the information that is in you and that you radiate so the the source of how people react are you yourself so if you want to change that perspective something inside you have to change. And you have to be really in line between who you are and then you get other results and then you get other reactions of people. So it, it's, it's more like, like a twist. It's not because the universe tells you something. Well, it, it mirrors you what is inside you and where you can be even more yourself than you were up to that moment. And if you, well, maybe that's a nice thing to, to share too. Uh, I have a, a cousin, she is uh, an attorney in family uh, with divorces, she helps people to divorce. And she always says when people divorce and they think I take another take, when I have another partner, life will be better. That partner, that new partner, she, that person has the same troubles or frustrations with the new partner if they didn't do anything to change themselves because they still radiate that information that wants them to experience that there is still more of them to be fulfilled. Better, instead of pushing things away, you have to look which desire lies in that situation, lies in that frustration. What was the situation just before you felt frustrated or irritated or annoyed? And what, what desire from you is stored in that particular moment. And then you can make another choice. Then you can make another choice to um, fulfill that or that facet or, um, well, I think that's, that's what you have to do. And then when the information in yourself is also changed, then you will have another result. Is that the information not changed? I'm sure someone else or another situation will mirror you again, make you frustrated or irritated, or that things go slick, uh, sticky. 
or that you feel insecure, whatever happens around you, then it will keep on coming back and even impact for up till you understand which gift the, the, the rep of frustration is for you, of the rep of stickiness is, or the rep of insecureness is. Mm, yes, I, I so resonated with that part of the book of looking for and identifying what those signals are, what are those gifts, and constantly being in the inquiry of what is mine to learn here? What is my opportunity for growth? And, you know, as you dive into this, I know we had touched on this earlier in the show. Carl Jung, of course, talks about synchronicities. And yeah. you talk at the end of the book of about coincidences. And yeah. I know I personally noticed this for myself is that the closer you get to fulfilling your purpose, the greater miracles, synchronicities, moments of awe and wonder begin to pop up. And in fact, I interviewed another thought leader late last year named Dr. Todd Obakaitis, mm -hmm. who encouraged me. He said, Jennifer, every day, write down the moments of awe, synchronicity, and wonder or miracles. And the more you observe those, the more you're going to begin to draw more of those to your lives. And so many of us, though, are focused on what's wrong with our life, what's exactly. wrong with us or someone else. And so I just love how you tied that in towards the end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in, um, for me, it's not a coincidence or an apparent coincidence because it happens based on the information you radiate. So then it's not an apparent coincidence anymore, but it is a joyful place where you can be fully yourself and how wonderful that is. If you can, can look at the situations and um, will be so aligned that they, they pop up um, every day multiple times. And then, then it's really flow what is happening and not from a conscious level, but from an unconscious, this is my path. This is what I have to do. And that, that feeling that you experienced when you do the things that you are made for, that you, are, that you have to contribute here, these moments, you know, how wonderful it is when you experience them multiple times. Uh, and the wonderful things, if I may add, with the Corning RG programs, that is what we managed to established for people within that set, max of seven weeks, they experience those, um, well, those apparent coincidences, which are coincidences, but all the time, uh, that's wonderful. I'm very grateful for that. Yes, it's really incredible. Your life really drops into a flow state. The more that we're doing what we're meant to do, it's yeah. like the waves of life are kind of guiding yeah. us and uplifting us, and we have exactly the right wind behind us propelling exactly. us towards our oh. Yeah, you described it wonderful. <laughs> I'm very grateful to get to experience this. So I, I want mm. that for everybody in the world. And I'm so grateful, Helma, for the work that you're doing. Uh, let's why don't we leave everybody with is there something that you would like to share before we get into where people can connect with you again? Are there any closing thoughts or pieces of wisdom that you'd love to leave the audience with today? Oh, thank you for asking. I would really love for everyone on this planet to be fully themselves. And please uh, take a look at everything that you see and hear and experience, which now makes you frustrating or feeling frustrated, Please look at it as a gift you get 
and you give to yourself and unwrap it and find out which facet of yourself you still have to fulfill and please make your choices to do so. Thank you so much. Helma has been here with us, author of the new book, Intention of Being. Helma, where can people pick up the book? Where can they find more information about you once more, please? Yeah, I would say go to my website, helmaliberet.info, and there I will share, because the book is about to be published the moment we are broadcasting, uh, and I will share the information about it over there. Thank you so much again. Hella Lieberwith has been here with us today on conversations for consciousness and what an apropos topic talking about quanning and the intention of being and how we can learn to be more ourselves. So if you're interested in quanning, again, go to helmalieberwith.info. And for those of you out there who may know, I do co-found a company called om-heals.com. If you're interested in other firm forms of energy medicine, such as Reiki, Body Talk, Psych-K, we have practitioners from around the world. So we invite you to go to om-heals.com and answer our free matching quiz to see what three practitioners that you match with. And then you can choose if you want to book someone. So please feel free to check that out. And it's been such a privilege and an honor to be with you today. Wishing everybody the possibility of being exactly who you were meant to be in the world. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of Regarding Consciousness with Jennifer K. Hill. We would love it if you would take a moment and write a review for us or rate us on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And if you'd like to stay in touch and find out about upcoming events with some of the amazing guests we've had on the show, like Deepak Chopra and other world thought leaders, feel free to join my email list at metabizics, M-E-T-A-B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com. Again, that's metabizics.com. And you can go ahead and join our email list there. Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you join us next week.